this day, Father. I pray, Father, that you continue to do your work in this service through me, Father. I ask that you move me aside, Father, and that your word come forth, the word that you have anointed for your people today, God. I pray that you just uh, open up their hearts and their minds to receive your word, God. When they hear your word, they hear your voice, God. Not my voice, but your voice, God. Father, it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. And the church said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Today, church, we're still on Christian living. And it's ironic, the days we were talking about be transformed, as Brother Grayson so talked about. Not last week, but a couple of weeks ago, we had our brother Chaz and our brother Ernest come up to share parts of their testimony of how the Holy Spirit is doing his transforming work within their lives. They explain how they're changed from living for the world and now living for Christ. They allowed the Holy Spirit to do his work within them. And now we can actually see that in their lives. See, we all grew up products of our environment. Just like that environment outside. That environment we grew up in, some say, we have our young kids today that say, well, I'm hood. I'm hood. I'm not going to change. I'm going to always be hood. Only because that's all they know. Because that's all they know. They have nothing to put up against the hood. So how can they change? That's where the church comes in. That's where God's chosen people, us, come in at as the church. That's why we are in here to be equipped to go out there and show them that difference. That difference of Jesus Christ that will change their minds and their hearts. That's the only way transformation happens, church. So I ask you, is there anyone in here that desires to be changed? Amen. Anyone in here that desires to be made over? To be more like Jesus? To be more like Jesus? As Christians, we must be transformed from the patterns and behaviors and lifestyles of this world. There's no if, ands, buts about it. As Christians, that is at the core, church, of Christian living. That is at the core of Christian living, the process of being more like Jesus. The process of being made over, being transformed. Being transformed. Understand that this Christian life church is one of constant change and one of constant growth. As we grow in the knowledge of God's word, as we grow in the knowledge of God's word, we grow in the process of being changed, of being transformed Christians. As Brother Ernest, as Brother Chaz, and many others have those same testimonies. When we were born again in Christ, 
we were born into God's family, which is total opposite of the sinful nature that we had when we was children of this world. Total opposite, church. So now as Christians, it is God's purpose. It is God's will. It is God's spirit within us that will allow us to grow into mature Christians. Mature in Christ. Only by God's purpose and his spirit within us. For one to grow properly, one must go through that process of being made over, of being transformed by the power, only by the power of the Holy Spirit. For one to become a mature Christian, for one to become more like Christ, one must submit, submit, and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way within us. The Holy Spirit is the one and the only one who can make us over. Who can make us over? The only one who will bring about that manifestation of God's word in your life. The things of God that you read about, that he desires for you to be, can only be manifest in your life through the workings and the power of the Holy Spirit, church. When we read God's word, the word washes us. His word cleanses us. His word cleans us. It renews us. It changes us, church. It changes us. It is the Holy Spirit's job to produce Christ-like character in us. We cannot reproduce the character of Jesus on our own. We can't do it. We can't do it. We must take the back seat on this one and let the Holy Spirit have his way have his way. If we allow him to do his wonderful works, church, we will no longer live for the world. We will no longer live for the world because our minds and our hearts will be sold out for God. And what, it, what sold out looks like is living as a transformed Christian. Amen? And that's what Paul is explaining in Romans 2, 12, 2. In this letter that he sent to the Rome, the Christian believers, the church followers, the Christ followers of Rome, to give them spiritual guidance. Spiritual guidance in their new life in Christ. How to live as Christians. And in this verse, he is encouraging them not to conform to the world's standard of living, church. But be renewed. Be renewed in their way of thinking. To be transformed, to be less like the world. Not indulging in the things of the world, but learning to live for the things of God. Understanding the will of God. Understanding what is good, acceptable in God's eyes. In God's eyes. And it reads, do not conform to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the testing, you may discern what is the will 
of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul instructs us to do two things. Two things that will please God and grow us in our Christian life. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. Don't be conformed, but be transformed, church. He says, do not, do not be conformed to this world. Don't look like the world. Don't act like the world. Don't love the world. Don't trust the world's view. Don't trust it. That, at one point, had to be the struggle of Christianity for almost every believer, especially the new believer. Turning away from the world. Turning away from the world, honestly giving up sin. Giving up sin. That was one of the hardest things for me to do. Because when I was living in the world, sin wasn't sin. It was a way of living. It was a way of living. Because really, I didn't know too much better. I didn't know too much better. I had nothing to compare it to. Nothing to compare it to, church. I was living for the world. Living for the world. I did not want to change. I did not want to change. And if we're honest, who in here really wants to change? Most would agree that change can happen as long as it don't happen to us, right? Right? As long as change don't come our way, we all right. We all right. Nobody really wants to change. We say we want to be made over. We say we want to be transformed, but we want to leave that change for it out. We want to leave it out. We want to hold on to our way of living, don't we? Oh, yes. That's an amen. We want to hold on to our way of living. But as Christians, this is not about what we want. It's not about what we want. If you accepted Jesus as your Lord, you agreed to come to the end of yourself. You agreed to come to the end of yourself as a Christian. You agreed to be changed. You agreed to be transformed. You agreed to be made over, church. You agreed to be uh, made over. When you accepted Christ, you agreed that Jesus was your Lord. And you gave him ownership of your life. You gave him ownership of your life. And Paul, being the messenger of Christ, is reminding us of this very agreement. He says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. As Christians, we are called to a different lifestyle than the patterns and behaviors of this world. As Christians, we are called to a different lifestyle, the patterns and behaviors of this world, church. We are called to a higher standard, a higher standard than what the world desires. There should be a clear-cut difference than someone who's living for the world and someone who's living for Christ. 
There should be no resemblance, none. The only resemblance is that we're all human, that we all bleed the same. But our actions, our behavior, there should be no, no resemblance, church, none. One cannot be a true Christian and continue to live the lifestyle of this world. Can't happen. It can't happen. As I told you last week, this world do not play fair. This world will hurt your feelings. And I know a lot of Christians don't want to hear that. Because some may believe that the world system is their best friend. That the world system is their best friend. Because the world will say it's okay to be a Christian and still party with us. It's okay to be a Christian and still party with the devil. They will tell you it's okay, it's all right. God understands. God understands. I won't tell nobody. I won't tell nobody. They'll tell you it's okay to live a double life, to live willingly in sin. See, that is the temptation of that invitation to be like the world. The world will hand you an invitation to be like them. Oh, and it's tempting. It's very tempting, church. It's very tempting. They will tell you that God will understand. They will try to get you to turn your back on God. They will tell you they'll keep it secret. And then it becomes tempting to us. Because our flesh loves the world, don't it? Our flesh loves the world. That is why we need each other. We need each other. When we struggle against the things of this world, when we are tempted, when we are, are, are taken over, when the devil has a foothold on one of us, we need our brother and our sister to come to our rescue, not to condemn us, not to judge us, but to help us, but to help us in our times of need. We are not meant to go through this alone. We as the church are to have each other's back with love and respect. We represent Jesus. We represent Jesus because we are not going to get it from the world. We're not going to get it from the world. Because the world system, the people that are not of Christ in this world don't desire for you to be changed. They don't desire for you to be changed. Sad as it may be, those closest to you might be the ones that will get you to destroy your own witness. Destroy your own witness. Because... They don't want you to change. They don't want you to expose them. Their true nature may be corrupt. Their true nature may be evil. Their true nature may be not of God. Not of God. So we must be careful. They want us to backslide and blend back then with them. But we're not going back to the world way of living. We are God's children. We're not going back. We are not going back. Amen? Amen? And that's what Paul, I mean, Peter is warning us here in 1 Peter 1.14. 1 
says, so you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your own ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But as children of God, Christians, we know better now, don't we? We know better now. We know better and we can do better, church. We can do better. God has equipped us with everything that we need, everything, to overcome the desires and the strongholds of this world. He has equipped us. We have no excuses. No excuses to go back to what Christ has saved us from. No excuses, church. No excuses. We have no excuses because the word of God clearly explains those things that we were saved out of. No one is ignorant to those things that we were saved out of. Those things of the flesh, of the flesh, which Galatians 5, 19 and 20 talks about. We are not ignorant to these things. We are not ignorant. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, decision, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. We are not no longer ignorant. He says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So let's examine ourselves. Do we see ourselves in any of these examples? Examine ourselves. Again, do not conform to the world, church, because these are the desires, these are the behaviors and patterns that this world will tell you it's okay to live by. The world will tell you that these are To live by. But we know the devil is a liar. We know the devil is a liar. The world will lie to your face, and you believing that lie will lead you straight to hell with gasoline drawers on. Believing the lie of Satan, believing the lie of this world. Because the world, the word says, let me tell you again, as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. Romans 12, 2, Paul tells us again, do not conform to this world. But he says, be, but be, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, as Brother Drayson was talking about. Being renewed of your mind. Learning the difference. Instead of conforming to the world's values, lifestyles, and behavior, 
The mind of a Christian believer should be renewed, should be transformed, changed to God's way of thinking, church, to God's way of thinking. That is why it's important for us to read our Bibles, to read what God is trying to teach us. Read what God is trying to teach us. Renewing our mind can only happen by spending time in the word of God. Meditating on the word of God over and over. Praying for the Holy Spirit to give us understanding of what it means and how it applies to our life. The only way. The only way, church. I want to tell you that the word of God is the infallible truth. It is the infallible truth. And we know that Jesus is that truth. And Jesus is that truth. And he is the truth that will set your mind free from the devil and your mind free from the lies of this world. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ came that we may have life and have it in abundance. Through the overflow, the renewing of our mind in his word. In his word. The only way. The only way. Not from me, not from nobody else, but in his word, church. In his word. In his word. So we must give our minds and our wills to God. Say, Pastor, you crazy. That's too much. No, it's not. No, it's not. Do you want to change? Do you want to be transformed? I don't believe, I don't believe that no one wants to stay feeble. I don't believe it. I truly think they don't have nothing else. They don't know nothing else. They've not been taught anything. Last week, we had an incident in here where the devil showed himself. Evil came through our doors. But evil didn't know where it was coming. See, the one that he tried to use knew where to come. She knew where to come. She knew that she wouldn't be harmed in here. That we will recognize it for what it is. The love of Christ overcame that. It overcame that. Overcame it. That is an example of how the devil will use you. He will use you. Recognize it, church. Recognize. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against our brother and sister. No. No. Understand that. So we don't turn our backs on them. We help them. We help them. We understand it. We are children of God. We have seen it before. He has told us these things. So when that evil comes at you, understand it for what it is. Look beyond. Look beyond. Don't be open to the schemes and the tricks of the devil. Don't open yourself up. Because if you're open, oh, he coming. 
He coming. And he will use you mightily. Mightily. But if we don't open ourselves up, he can't use us. And he has no power. He has no power. Amen? Amen. We must give our minds and our wills to God. The Bible tells us that to take every thought captive. Every thought captive. Examine your thoughts and hold your thoughts up captive. Hold them up against the word of God. Hold those thoughts up against the word of God. And then the word will show you what is right and what is true. It will show you to put to cast those thoughts of yourself down. Down. Allow God's thoughts to raise up in your life, church. This world wants to control our minds. This world wants to change us. But God wants to renew our minds. He wants to renew our minds in the teachings of his word. Allow him to. When our minds are renewed in God's word, then we can be transformed. We can be changed. And that process of being made over, being made over, it's possible. It's possible. God wants to change our minds, church, but that change has to come from within. It has to come from within by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Much of the work is done by the Spirit of God within us, church giving us understanding and insight of his word as we memorize and meditate on God's word. It begins to change our way of thinking. Our minds become informed and then we can be transformed. Not to conform to the world, but conform to the patterns of God. The patterns in which we were created. We were created to live for God and not for the world. Sometimes we think that we are made for this world. But we're sadly mistaken. Sin, the sin in the garden brought all of this about. We're supposed to be living perfect lives with God. Perfect lives. Walking with God, talking to him. Amazing, amazing. When we, when our minds are renewed, we will then see our own, in our own life, the process. The process of that transformation. When you renew your mind in the word of God, one day you're going to see that process of that transformation in yourself. And it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind when you thought you couldn't be changed. And all of a sudden, you're not doing the same things no more. You don't desire the same things no more, church. It will begin to notice that you are becoming more and more like Christ. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? To notice in yourself that you are becoming more and more like Christ. Who don't want that? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? We all should desire it. And when we renew our minds, those scales, 
will be removed from our eyes. They will be removed. That darkness will be removed. That light will shine. That light will shine. And then we will be able to see what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect in God's eyes. We can see what God sees. See what God sees. And in closing, again, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By testing, you may discern what the will of God, what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Church, before we knew Jesus Christ as our Lord, we thought this world was the bomb. <laughs> We, we thought this world was everything, right? We did. We did. We thought this world was ours. We thought it was ours. Because that was the American dream. You can have the world and everything in it, right? And we wanted every bit of it. We wanted every bit of it. Until we put it up against this. Until we put it up against this. We put the world up against the truth of God's word. And that is what Paul wants us to do. And you be the judge. And you be the judge. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, come to you once again, Father, humbly before you and say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to stand before your people, to share your word, to share your thoughts that you have given me, Father. Father, I pray over this wonderful body that you have us with. I pray for the hearts of your people, the minds of your people, God. If they're not already transformed by your word, God, call them to open that book. Allow them to put the testing of your word up against the world's truth and see for themselves what's right, what's good, what's perfect in your eyes, God. God, bless each and every one of us today, Father. Continue your, your, your work in us, God. Allow us to continue to love one another, to share with one another, to protect one another, Father. Protect our families, Father, our loved ones, Father. And as we leave out these doors today, Father, just give us the spirit of truth, God. Because those fiery dots will be coming at us. Allow us to wear that shield of faith, that your word is the truth. That any lies be cast down by the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And it's your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. These altars are open.